Love never ends. Uh, so I talk a lot about love. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm Jerry Anderson. I serve as an elder at Hope Fellowship Church. I talk about love in 1 Corinthians 13 a lot, and I walk around a lot, so that's me. But one of the reasons that I, I really concentrate on love so much is that without a good understanding of it, Christianity really doesn't make sense. It is really hard to understand any aspect of Christianity without keeping in mind that it is the love of God and it is the love for our neighbor that lies at the heart of it all. And that is uh, so critical. That's why it's... Um, Jesus placed such great emphasis on it. Being kind of an instinctive person, I have to have some very simple things that can, I can check in with to make sure that I'm on the right track, that all the thoughts that go through my mind, I have something to weed them out, uh, weed out the profitable from the unprofitable. And so 1 Corinthians 13 is one of those things that I find so helpful. It's just a succinct explanation of what is of what love is i'd like to read that right now it's this is uh, verses four through eight of that chapter love is patient and kind love does not envy or boast it is not arrogant or rude it is not it does not insist on its own way it is not irritable or resentful it does not rejoice at wrongdoing but it rejoices with the truth love bears all things it believes all things, it hopes all things, it endures all things. Love never ends. So it's really easy to read that chapter, read those verses, and yeah, yeah, I've heard them before. So <laughs> trouble is, when, uh, when I, if you were to look at my life or really read my thoughts at my grumpiest of moments, it reads a little bit more like this. This is Jerry's life experience translation. It's not a hot, I wouldn't recommend it, but I'll read this a little bit. Love tries pretty hard to be patient and kind, you know, as long as other people aren't doing dumb stuff that's holding me up from getting my stuff done. And I really don't think that people understand how much, how important my stuff is. Yeah, yeah. see, love does not end even though I have to work so hard for every little thing I get. Why does everyone else seem to have it so easy? Right. It, love does not boast, in spite of the fact that I've accomplished some pretty great things and no one realizes it. They're, they're lucky to know me. <laughs> yeah. It is not arrogant or rude, unlike some people I know. Yeah. I, I can't believe how important they think they are. I wish they would all be more polite and humble like me. I mean, I know I shouldn't actually say I'm humble, but, you know, it's true. And uh, definitely not arrogant or rude. Uh, and it does not insist on its own way. Except, of course, when people don't realize that my way is the only one that really makes sense and that it's ultimately what they really want themselves and they just don't realize it. And that happens a lot. And... <laughs> They don't realize how hard I'm trying to help them. In those cases, all I can do is move forward with my plan and try to be nice about it. Sometimes I let them think I'm doing it their way, only you know, to make, movement, make improvements to it. And they'll come around. I'm protecting them from their, most, their own selves. Tough love, that's what I call it. 
<laughs> I, I'm, I don't know if any of you can relate to this, but uh, this is, I wrote this one morning when I was <laughs> in a mood. Uh, it's not irritable or resentful, even though I have more than enough re reasons to be. You have no idea. You're lucky I hold, don't hold it against them. Forgive me, forgive and forget. That's what I do. Except, of course, for when they purposely did it and never apologized. Oh, they'll never don't learn if I don't teach them a lesson. Tough love, that's what it is. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, except when they were asking for it and they got what they deserve. Maybe they'll learn this time. But it rejoices with the truth. Of course I do. Always. Well, maybe on rare occasions when it points out stuff that I don't have time to deal with but those are extremely rare. <coughs> Love bears all things. Trust me, you have no idea how much I'm putting up with right now. Don't even get me started. I'm way more loving than people realize. <laughs> uh, it believes all things, except for stuff I don't believe. <laughs> I'm telling you, I can spot a liar from a mile away. It hopes all things, and at least so long as they make sense and things look hopeful won't want to look foolish hoping for stuff that's not going to happen. It endures all things. I should get a medal for all the stuff I endure. Love never ends. Well, that's of course people don't appreciate how hard I'm trying to love them. So, yeah, it's so good to study the Word. It's really too bad that other people don't take this more seriously as much as I do. If they did, the world would be a much better place, probably quite close to what the Garden of Eden was like. Oh well. I guess I'll just have to keep on being an example for other people to follow. Lucky for them, they have me. <laughs> so, so that's what it like, it's like when the Holy Spirit is <laughs> not guiding our reading of Scripture. <laughs> I just kind of yielded to it. But really, though, I mean, do our best. Isn't that good enough? And, um, well... You go back to the beginning of uh, that chapter, 1 Corinthians 13. It starts, If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong, I'm a noisy gong or a clang clanging cymbal. So, speaking um, wonderful words, if I have prophetic powers and understanding all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, it's amazing stuff. But if I don't have love, I am nothing. If I give away all that I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but I don't have love, I have nothing. At the end of the chapter, it says, As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. That's the middle of the chapter. And then that's eerily similar to uh, what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, verses 12 and 23. First of all, he opens, you know, in that passage, he says, So whatever you wish that others would do, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. That's a restatement of love your neighbor as yourself. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and easy is that, and the way is easy that leads to destruction and those who enter it are many. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. When we love, we're going to be stripped of so much of what comes naturally to us, what 
we want for ourselves. All that stuff, I, all that commentary I had, that has to be done away with. And that is part of what it means to pass through that narrow gate. It warns us of false prophets, to look at their fruits. Um, and then it tells us... Uh, and it, this, is, this is where it really gets... I almost don't want to read this just because it feels like it's so stern. A thing to remember is that when Jesus speaks in Scripture, he speaks with love, with patience and kindness. He's not irritable or rude. All of those things described in love, that is the way Jesus speaks to us. He wants the best for us. He knows what's best for us. And he's calling us into that. So even though this stuff sounds stern... He is there. He realizes that we can't do it ourselves. So he's always willing to help us as long as we're willing to accept his help and his, his power. It's more than just help. It's his power. So verse 21 of Matthew chapter 7, it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. The core of that is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love our neighbor as ourself. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will, then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. That's scary scary to think that we can completely fool ourselves into thinking that we are doing work for the kingdom of God. But Jesus, as long as we are willing to humble ourselves before him and follow in his way and let him work in our heart, and when we find ourselves not loving him or loving those around us, well, when you're in a hole, when you're digging a hole, and you don't want it, the first thing to do is stop digging. So when we find ourselves in a situation where we are not loving, it's time to stop and reconsider and move on. <clears throat> 